Ray, tremendous night. Agreed? Yes. You just posed a question to me, and I believe that it is not only pertinent after what we just saw, but I think it probably should have been asked before. The question itself is, is Brian Danielson the greatest wrestler of all time? It wasn't my main thought during the match because I was thinking about the match, right? I, w- I was super into this match. I, the, this, the match, of course, being the Iron Man match with MJF and Brian Danielson. It was one of the thoughts that had kind of lingered with me after I was kind of connect- collecting my thoughts after the match because it is the match itself is a lot to take in. Danielson has, since, what, 2005, 2004, 2003, he has been putting out some of the great matches of all time against people like Nigel McGuinness, uh, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, up until, like, uh, 2014, where he was putting out some of the great matches against, like, Triple H, Batista and Randy Orton. Whoever he got in the ring with. Whoever, whoever he got in the ring with, and... and in 2019, when he did the thing with Kofi Kingston, and that was great, and that was one of the all-time great match. Every one of like the significant Brian Danielson eras, and because there have been so many, I mean, you think 20, 2003, m- my God, 20 years ago, t- two right. decades, this guy has been consistently. I don't think there's a catalog that matches it. Is there anyone else that you think would be? compare in this as well in the conversation that could because I do want a genuine I, I want a genuine discussion out of it. here here's what I would say to that idea I've always said Shawn Michaels was the greatest wrestler in-ring performer of mm-hmm. all time you mentioned a couple other names go ahead and mention the other names the names I mentioned were Kenta Kobashi I mentioned Kenny Omega I mentioned Kazuchika Okada Okay. There are many other names I could mention. While they may be some of my favorites, I don't necessarily think, like, I think Kurt Angle is one of the great wrestlers of all time, right? Absolutely. But Kurt Angle, he doesn't really have, for me, he does not have the catalog, personally. Because he, he wrestled a lot, and incredibly, from about 1999 to, like, 2005. While, while that was an incredible run, a truly, like, an all-time run, it's, it, to me, it's just not comparable. Here's where I would say, like, for one, okay, just off the shoot, Brian loses to MJF in an epic match. It's going to go down in history, one of the great matches. They go the distance. We'll get into it specifically in a minute. But here's my argument for Brian Danielson. Shawn Michaels never did it in Japan. Shawn always did it within the parameters of what WWE allows. Now, they allowed more in his era. So the yes. differences between his stuff, his was a little bit more, you could almost argue that what he was wrestling was more AEW than WCW. WCW is kind of what WWE is now. Absolutely. You know. Sean, absolutely. Ahead of his right. time performer. Right. Now, here's my thing. At this point, Danielson has classics. If you, if you make your list of ROH matches, Danielson's there. Seth's there. Kevin Owens is there. Sammy's there. If you make your list of AEW matches, Danielson's there. If you make your list... WWE matches. But you would say AEW matches are different from New Japan matches, but there's a similar formula. Seth, Kevin Owens, Sammy, they never got to do it in another format. Once they went to WWE, they didn't go back to another big company. They'd never been to Japan. AJ would be the only guy 
AJ Styles. That's been around and had the banger matches. AJ like a- that. AJ Styles is a good argument. But I don't think AJ is the storyteller that Sean is. And I mm-hmm. don't dude and, and when when we're talking when I say something like that, remember I got the utmost respect for AJ's career. We're talking, we're splitting absolutely. hairs fine right here when you're talking Absol- about something Absolutely. Like this. I mean, the stuff AJ Styles did with Bullet Club, I mean, that's some of right. just like deeply important wrestling. But he does have a formula. And yeah. he's had that formula for a long time. Mm. He, he gets outside of it a little bit here and there. It all depends on who he's in there with. But he does have formula. Uh, Okada. Okay. Formula. He, he does. Even Kenny has a formula. Danielson, I you can't tell me MJF designed that match. No. Danielson explained to him what needed to be done, I do believe, and that's what we got done. We told the story of the arm. We told the story of, of, the other, of MJF's knee. We told the story. All those stories we told throughout the whole thing. And he had to figure out a way to lose, and they figured that out. But my point would be, only Danielson has done it over all these different formats. Mm. Sean has an Iron Man match. Yeah. At this point, Danielson has multiple great Iron Man matches. Mm. The Hangman Iron Man match. Kenny. He's skinning the cat 45 minutes in, 55 minutes in. Ken, dude, Omega, again, the argument against Omega, I have to believe, and I, don't kill me for this, would be he hasn't done it in WWE. Yeah. And I, I think that's completely fair. I think Kenny. I, I am a huge Kenny fan. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not. I think Kenny's one of the greatest wrestlers. Right? He and, is. And we're, we're throwing that. We're throwing that around a lot. But you know, these we're talking about like Kenny Omega and like Shawn Michaels and. I think the list of greatest wrestlers of all time. If storytelling is what you care about, it has to be modern day heavy. Because they allow for, as much as people get frustrated with crazy kickouts, and there are many crazy kickouts, look, that does allow the match to continue, which allows you to tell more stories. And WWE, mm-hmm. as much as people do like to rag on it, and I, I, have, I have ragged on WWE before. Mm-hmm. There are some aspects of WWE that I personally find frustrating. But WWE has always uh, that's a strong statement I'm not going to make it but I was going to say WWE has always had a grasp on storytelling yeah. that I don't think yeah. that I don't think pretty much any other wrestling company has had right because they look at it like a season full of shows it's 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 like it's a thorough story right. which which is a lot of people's complaint with WWE is that the match doesn't matter as much as the story, but personally, that's what I quite like about WWE, is that find its story, its beating heart to be just so much more operatic. That being said, Kenny's never been for Kenny's never been forced in an environment where he has to work like that. Right, where this story I'm telling here, when it ends, has to move pretty easily into whatever the next story yes. may be. And my character has those arcs. I don't get to stay the same character, right? Yeah. And then, but of course, he's changed. I get where you're going. I like it. I think you're. I think I said when Daniel Bryan was leaving WWE, we didn't know what he's going to do next. I said, watch these matches because he got on a run at the end of WWE mm-hmm. where he was just killing it. 
And I said, watch these. I don't care if he's wrestling the first match on SmackDown. I don't care if he's wrestling a pre-show. Watch what he's doing because this don't come around again. And he has only, like, the funny thing was I thought, and this is a comparison with Sean. It's funny. When Sean wrapped it up after the Stone Cold match, which wasn't his greatest performance, and he'd tell you that. Yeah. I thought, man, we're never going to see that again. And we didn't. Even when Sean came back, we didn't. But I thought Sean was better. Hmm. And we see, and I don't know if it's a mentality of, by God, I'm going to be better than I've ever been, or if it's just him getting to utilize new tools and getting yes. to have fresh matchups. See, that's why I kind of, there's a piece of me wants to see a couple of the guys in WWE go somewhere else. Yeah. Or somebody from over there come in, because there are matchups that I haven't seen that I'd like to. Like, I. Kenny. Kenny and Seth switching companies would be really cool. Like, it, and it, it's especially strange when you put names like Cena and like names like The Rock and Stone Cold in there, right? And like, and like how how, how they've controlled their characters and like you know when The Rock goes in there, he's so eccentric, he's so cartoonish, he's he's so animated. Uh, it, it's just so. But even then, I think Danielson has that. Right. I and get it. I, Danielson has everything. All right. Now hold on a second. We're going to slide into the pay-per-view yeah. a little bit let's, and all that talk about after this break. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live-action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peaking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, Go Home Heat. MJF match specifically, the start at the end. MJF match, this was a five-star match. I do not rate matches anymore. This was, this was a perfect match. Starts out, you have them do a little bit of a wrestling showcase against each other, which Absolutely. they do go back Proved, to later on. Proving their, their strengths and their flaws. Like, it, it mats out everything purpose, perfectly to expand upon it in the rest of, like, the 60-hour run, the, not 60-hour, right. oh, wow, 60-minute runtime in right. the hour-long runtime. And then MJF runs for a little bit. Absolutely. To show us he's a heel, to that kind of thing. He does some heelish Smart. thing. He, he, takes, he takes some mom's water and spills, spills it on a kid, which I don't know if that mom was a plant. I'm assuming she was a plant. But if she wasn't, right. I hope she got, like, a lot of T-shirts or something. The thing was, though, you have where Danielson gets in there, he's got a bad shoulder to start with. MJF goes for it. MJF, as much as people want to talk about how he's an old school character, sometimes I will push back on that because once you ring the bell, he is a very old school grappling Absolutely. wrestler, and he tells very, stories very, in an old school way. Very like Ric Flair, very old school WCW style. Right, very much like Ric Flair. Very once you ring the bell, absolutely. He makes the guy he's in there with look good. He complains, he whines when he's losing, all that. A lot of character, a lot of crowd play. We as get. Well. We get 30 minutes of him really giving Daniel the business. Yeah. And they're all, and it's, they're working on the shoulder. It's, it's this limb targeted, like, shoulder. I would also like to point out that it targets uh, MJF's knee. Mm -hmm. Danielson targets MJF's knee because he kind of buckles his knee mm -hmm. um, on a moonsault. That's, like, a thorough thing throughout the match. I would also uh, personally like to shout out the commentary during this match. Go ahead. Because I thought it was very good. I thought... Um, one thing that stuck out to me specifically was when Excalibur said, does MJF hate Danielson more or does MJF hate MJF more? Tony Schiavone pointed, uh, pointed that out and, and kind of wish, wished to expand on it a little bit. 
and then Taz was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that two out of the three people here are psychiatrists. And then they started focusing back to the match. I thought that was just really perfect in the way that it, all, it not only laid out kind of MJF's psyche, but it also um, helped ele- elevate and describe the matchup a little bit. Right. Right. Um, you did have MJF lose the first pinfall, go for the dingling kick right after that, which gets him a disqualification, which puts him pin- down two to nothing. Yeah, and then, he, but then he pins Danielson twice. Right. So it completely like it pays off. And it also sets off the payoff post sixty minutes. Mm. You know what I mean? You get to pay off again after the match when they go to the second round. They go to overtime. Right. Now I don't want to get too bogged down in all this. I thought there was one. I, th- I saw a spider yeah. superplex. I don't recall seeing one of those with Daniel Bryan. Suplexes yeah. him. I've, I've seen. Stays I've, on I've the top row. The, I've seen them in like the video games, but I've never seen them in real life. Right. See, it suplexes him off the top row because he doesn't want to take the bump himself. Also sets up a flying headbutt, which winds up splitting MJF wide open, which yeah. I bring up because MJF bleeds like a stuck pig for the he remainder bleeds, of the match. He bleeds so much the whole match, but it does add to the drama. And I think the use of blood in this match was very tasteful. The other thing is... Despite the fact that it was a very large amount of blood. I think that because MJF doesn't bleed a lot, yeah, it really matters when he does it. Yeah. In contrast to some of the other performers. But I do, I just, you know, we wind up with them tied up and Danielson has... Has him in a single leg Boston Crab and then he has, to, he has to last like a minute. Right. And then... And he does. Um, and then he does last that minute. He taps right after um, the timer goes down. He actually and may then, have tapped at the end of the match, but it, but Danielson believes he's reaching for the rope and grabs his arm and doesn't no, let I'm, him. No, I'm, I'm talking about before they went into overtime. Right. When he tapped after the thing. The, the finishes are relatively similar. Right. And right. and the the first and second the second I just consider it one whole big match. They go and when they go into overtime, it's all like, oh, Tony doesn't want this to happen. Tony Tony won't let it go down this way. Doesn't bother me any. It's I, okay I find, to make. I find it good. If you're not gonna put yourself over, who you gonna put over? Exactly. Right you know? now, and we do get, you know, fifth, you know, fifty three, fifty seven minutes into the match, we're having a test of wills where these guys are punching each other out. When they say the five minute Absolutely. mark, they both explode into they, punches because they realize. It's all it's, on the line. It's, they realize it's like that moment where it's like, oh my god, oh my god, I have to that the adrenaline rush uh-huh. instantly. And then uh, MJF every now and then there's this weird thing I, where um, MJF kind of goes out every now and then to get a water bottle. Right. And I think that was to kind of relay that um, he isn't used to this type of thing. There is that. That's why they pointed out that he didn't know. Although I would I would question the 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 validity of saying he can't drink any water at all during a match. He had three sips over the course of absolutely an hour of sweating. I, I don't know that it would hurt him. But anyway. During the second match, um, actually the finish to the second match. Oh, wait, no. I got, I'm so sorry. I called you out when I absolutely shouldn't have. The, the, finish, the first finish uh, absolutely uh, does do the thing that KP said it does. Right. The, the second finish, which is the finish finish, Danielson gets hit in the head with an oxygen tank that MJF, again, like MJF isn't used to this type of thing. He needed an oxygen tank after the match where Danielson was just up and ready to fight again. And then puts puts Danielson in his own move and after like an hour of like crazy, this grueling match, especially a final, a last grueling like 15 minutes or so. 
I mean, right. these last, this last little bit, they are mauling each other. Right. And um, they do the spot where, you know, Daniel, they do the, the three-armed spot. Mm-hmm. You, you've probably seen it before. Um, and, uh, but the three, but when Danielson raises his arm, it just doesn't work, and he lets it down, and he, he taps. It was one of several shocking finishes. It w- I thought it was fantastic. It was one of the only times. And I, Dad, I've 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 watched wrestling with you for like my whole life. Mm-hmm. It was one of the only times I remember where we were just speechless. Yeah, because the, the the evil the evil no, guy yeah, goes to the bag of trips so many times after the match. Really, I mean, in in the second match, like it's. But he and he finishes the hero with the hero's move. I don't even, I don't even know if it's that. Like I, I just. It was, a, it was a, it was a real great. Like I just think, I think it was more of like this, this young. I don't even know. It's like he, he. It's like when a, like when a, like a, a, a young up and coming villain like slays like this, this, this wrestling god. Well, here's the thing, they they took you through a range of emotions. That was pretty incredible. And when it was over, you knew that MJF probably had a match like this in him. Yeah. You didn't know it'd be today. No. And he's a kid. And the bar is high for him now. He has, I got frustrated with some of his promos, some of the work. I wasn't fired up about a lot of what happened between the two of them over the last month. Daniel Bryan's stuff was pretty good. But I will say this. When that dude gets in the ring and wrestles, which he doesn't do a lot, which I also think isn't bad for his in-character role. I like that, actually. He gives us bangers. And it's not... This wasn't a banger, though. This was a classic. And there's a this, huge difference. This was not a banger. This was one of the greatest... I saw someone on Twitter say that this was the greatest singles match in AEW history. I don't argue with that. And I'm, I'm not going to argue with that. No. I'm, I'm, I, it's right there with Hangman dancing. Yeah, it, it's, it's. I would, there. I would take this one over Hangman Danielson. I, I, I think it's up there with Hangman Danielson. I think it's up there with Cody Dustin. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, th- I thought, I thought, like, four years, I thought the greatest match, the greatest singles match in AEW history, was the day it was formed, and now that's put into question. Like, I, now let's let's move on to the rest of the card. Uh, quickly, car. real quickly. Yeah. Starks wins over Jericho. I don't even want to get into that. Just stop this whole thing. Let Starks get into something that can help him. Christian loses to JB in the way it needed to happen. Nice. Well booked. Very well done. Nice. Beat him up. Told the story. Absolutely. Gets the win. Elite versus House of Black. This match was great. This match. This was one. This was one of my favorites of the night. It was great. It was, and it is a match. I'm Here's happy. The, I'm, and House of Black won like they should have. It is a changing of the guard evening in many ways, even though your champion champion retains. Absolutely. It was fantastic. Uh, House of Black winning this title was tremendous. I can't say enough good things about it. I'm glad that Murphy and Brody King and Malachi get an opportunity for some spotlight. I hope when this is over, they get to get single spotlights. Uh, Ruby, I don't even want to talk about this really. It was fine. Hater won. I was hoping for more. I didn't get it. Ruby winds up going heel and aligning herself after she gets rolled up in a pin with Soraya. 
And I'll just say that the my main takeaway from this match was that Hulk Hogan was really good at spray painting things, and they are not as good. Mm-hmm. They were terrible at spray painting ills. Mox Hangman was a bloody mess. It should have yeah. been. I thought they did a good job of t- telling that story. You? I feel like I set my expectations a little too high for this match. Okay. I, I feel like I expected it to be like my favorite of the night, and it was stunning. In but ending I thought it was really Mox good. Tapping. I thought I thought it was really good though. Right. This isn't this isn't me saying this was a very solid death match. But I'm I'm saying me personally, I thought this was the feud of the pay per view going in. And, uh, Never thought I'd see Mox tap, but I get it. He absolutely. was trapped with a chain, being choked out, hanging hanging literally hanging from the top rope. Through a chain, I get it. Thought the Samoa Joe match with Wardlow again. I was surprised by the ending. It was a different style of match than what we had gotten before. It was it was, it was very physical in a different way because they're two two strikers, two big men. Wardlow gets the choke out, which was a stunner. The tag match, I just don't got much to say about that either. It was fine. At least the guns retained. Guns retained. We'll move on. I think that's all I have to say. Yeah, I think I think I think this was a very good pay per view. Excellent. This is an excellent pay per view. I was going to ask you before the match started, before the show started. I was going to say, hey, think about this. Would you recommend a whole pay per view or three matches? Because there have been a lot of AEW pay per views where I'd say, uh, I say you have to watch three matches. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Um, this was a whole thing. This this was a this was a whole paper. I I think. I think it helped that this wasn't like it was a long pay per view, but it wasn't like a it wasn't a bloated pay per view. Not at all. No. So on that note, thank you so much for listening. For my man Ray. Absolutely. For me, KP. Go home. Awesome. Oh, shout out to um our buddies at the Gin Project and um And our friends at the Jitterbug and Velvet Velvet Revolver. No. No. Re- Revolver Just Revolver Records. Records. <laughs> The Game Project, Z, G-I-N-N, project.com, and The Daily Smart, and go home.